Hi, it's Dave and Debbie here of the Dave and Dijanovic Show on KSL News Radio. We're on live on KSL News Radio Monday through Friday, starting at nine. And every day we start off with the launch, so the keyword is going to be launch. So text that keyword to five seven five zero zero, and you'll be entered to win a pair of AirPod Pros. Dave and Dijanovic, your morning companions for talk, analysis, and key perspectives on Utah's biggest stories on KSL News Radio. I have two of my colleagues in studio with me. Both had a chance to sit down and talk to presidential uh, Republican candidate Nikki Haley, who was in town. Uh, both Boyd and Dave. We're better than this. And I think that, you know, America has an amazing ability to self-correct. Sometimes we have to hit rock bottom to know where up is. And she thinks we've hit rock bottom, especially in the Republican Party, where they've lost, they've underperformed in election after election after election. They're going to recycle Donald Trump, most likely. And she says, at what point are we going to wake up and move on and look for something new? Boyd, you also sat down with her for a one-on-one. Yes, interview. we did a we did a one-on-one uh, for Sunday edition for KSL Five TV. We'll be sharing a little bit of that today, coming up at one o five. And of course, she's down at Utah Valley University. I thought some of the most interesting things. Uh, I always want to know from these things. You, you kind of know the answers of you know President Biden, President Trump, you know that kind of stuff. Uh, it was really interesting to listen to some of her animating principles, the things that kind of get her out of bed in the morning that make all of this exasperating, exhausting thing that is campaigning and really she's been doing this for over a year. Uh, so imagine all of that. Uh, and what is it that actually makes it worth it? And to me, one of the interesting things she talked about was this whole sense of, you know, most of the country is not talking about this the way politicians in Washington are talking about it. Uh, she actually described in, in just a hallway conversation we were having uh, about what she did when she was uh, ambassador to the UN, that she would have the ambassadors from China, from Russia, uh, from all of these places, to her home. And they would talk about their children and their grandchildren and what's going on with the people in their country. Uh, building relations, not just transactions, because even if someone is, quote, an enemy, you still have to be able to have a relationship so that you can deal with things, solve things, resolve things. And uh, I thought that was a really interesting uh, uh, approach and her, and her perspective there. One of the questions that was asked to her was, does morality and character matter? Because there is a stark contrast between the former president uh, and most other candidates. Uh, it, is this the rock bottom uh, that, that she's talking about? And, and why aren't we valuing morality and character more? I think so. That's why I'm running. I mean, I think that, that we're better than this. And I think that, you know, America has an amazing ability to self-correct. Sometimes we have to hit rock bottom to know where up is. We're there. Now we just have to see if everybody's willing to go up. And honestly, it takes a lot of courage. It takes courage for people to believe that they can be part of the solution. Do you buy this? Do you buy that we're at rock bottom? Uh, I think we're pretty doggone close. <laughs> when, it, when it comes to some of the things, I'm, we're not hanging by a thread by yeah. any stretch of the imagination. But when it comes to moral clarity and moral authority, yeah, we're uh, we're definitely swimming in the dredges down there for sure. And it's one of those things that if you go all the way back to George Washington, he said, is it too much for us to expect that the private morality and the public behavior of leaders of the United States of America should not be the envy of the world? 
Uh, I agree with that. And I think we've fallen a long, long way from that. And that's not, that's not about one political party. That's not about one politician. It, it's about what we expect out of our leaders. And the fact that I think part of that rock bottom is we, the people, expecting more rather than settling for less. We, we've been told, well, that's just the way it is. That's the new normal. Uh, you don't have to have morality and integrity and all of those things that made the country extraordinary. Uh, and we have to get back to that because that is what gives us power. That is what drives the country. It is what everyone across the country, what they're trying to teach their children today. When I look at President Trump's track record uh, at, when it comes to morals and integrity, he's not a shining star. You know, he, he's he's just not a shining star. He's he's uh, had this the sex abuse uh, liability uh, claim go against him uh, in court. He's facing numerous uh, indictments in different parts of the country uh, based on what he um, after, you know, what he did after the elections. He owes, um, I guess, the state of New York or so, somebody in New York, he owes them, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, uh, was found liable for significant amount of years long fraud in yeah. New York. So he's not a he's not a shining start. And then I look at Nikki Haley, who's got this. She's got a very, very stellar yeah. resume. Yeah. Governor, two terms in South Carolina, first female mm. governor, yeah. uh, daughter of immigrants, worked uh, in the family business. It's, it's yeah. hard work to work in a small business yeah. and build that business up. No question. Um, has not had any, nearly any of the, 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 nothing compared to Trump. And yet Republicans continue to say, yeah, that's the, the he's the guy we want. Yeah. I'm shocked by this. And, and also um, Haley did talk about this in the editorial board meeting. Uh, regarding um, Trump specifically, and Dave, you said that it's probably the strongest you've ever heard, you've heard her speak uh, about Trump lately. Yeah, so many levels to it. Saying, you know, one of the things that conservatives believe in is uh, fiscal yeah. restraint. That didn't happen during the Trump years. Uh, how about the border? We've been talking so much about the border when Republicans had the White House, the House, and the yeah. Senate. Nothing got done. So these conservative principles and the policies that you claim to, to love and support what, what the president was doing, these are still the exact same problems we're dealing with now. Yeah. Yeah, there's no question about it. And, and to me, I think that's one of the interesting things that uh, Ambassador Haley has been pointing out. She's not only been willing to, to talk about the Biden administration or what the Democrats have or haven't done. That's easy. That's easy politics to yell at your enemies. But she's been talking to her friends and telling them the truth that under President Trump, there was an additional $8 trillion added to the debt, more than any president in history. Now you can add COVID and you can have that debate. Uh, but living up to those principles, we profess to believe. And I, and I think that's the real question. And, and circling back to, to your comment, Debbie, I, I think that's so important because we've had this, this steady slide of what we've been willing to accept in our public officials when it comes to morality, integrity, honesty, basic human decency. We are so far afield from what we used to expect. I mean, just think back. I mean, you can go back to, to Bill Clinton. You can go back to the Kennedys. You can go back. You can just keep going back through time. And it used to be very small things were the end of a political career. And what's happening now? It's the beginning of a mm -hmm. political career. Why? Because we continue to celebrate it. And now we live in this doom scrolling world that is all about chaos and chaos is addictive. 
In other words, once you get the high, that dopamine hit of chaos, then you're going to want a little more the next time and a little more. It's like going to a Daytona race uh, and you're, you're there for the crash or you go to the hockey game and you're waiting for the fight to break out. You're looking for the chaos. And so we've done that. We can look at all of these screens in the newsroom and it's chaos peddling. And so no one should be shocked that the former president isn't doing extremely well in that because society is validating that. And then we're all becoming part of it because of the algorithms in our own, our own self-selected media bubbles. Uh, and so to me, that's big, a big part of the challenge is, uh, and again, I'm going to go back to Debbie's point because I, I don't think we talk about this enough. Integrity matters. It either matters or it doesn't. Well, it matters to me. And it matters to you. And it so, matters to my kids. Right. And so then we, and then we have to be careful because then we go into the, the yeah but. It's like, well, you know, I, I don't think he has integrity. I don't like the way he does business. I don't the way, like the way he talks. But if I don't vote for him, then the evil, awful, horrible people on the other side are going to win. And then it's a lesser of two evils choice. And that is a false choice, which we just have to reject as voters. Uh, and until voters do exactly what you just said, Debbie, mm-hmm. and that is vote different, then we're going to keep getting the same. And the chaos, doesn't matter who's in the White House, the chaos will continue. Thanks, Boyd. This portion of the Dave and Duchanovic show is brought to you by Window World. Replace your windows and doors without the hassle or baloney. Call Window World of Utah today. Dave, Dave and Duchanovic. We were going to ask for phone calls about Nikki Haley, uh, but I forgot. <laughs> we're so in involved with that conversation that we just had with Boyd and Boyd and Dave had a chance to sit down with Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley today, this morning, uh, that I just forgot to ask y'all to call in. Um, So pick up the phone, 801-575-TALK, 801-575-TALK. Give us a call. If you don't have time to do this, you can always send us a text message at 57500. Why not? Why not Haley? Why not Haley? What do you think, Dave? You talked to her today. It doesn't make a lot of sense uh, if we're really looking at the practicality of winning the White House for Republicans. So if you want to say I'm voting for policy and and that's why I kind of hold my nose and I support Donald Trump, there's a clear option. Nikki Haley is, is a clear conservative, has run on conservative values, now, is she as extreme in some cases? No, I. there is some difference between Trump and Haley, of course. But one of the things she wanted to know is Donald Trump spent $8 billion during his presidency. Now, a huge chunk of that was during COVID. Who saw that coming? But he was not the financial conservative that many people want. That That was clear. He's not talking about the debt right now. When you see him on the campaign trails, and this is what Nikki Haley was bringing up in the editorial board meeting, she said, we're spending, we're having to borrow money to pay for the interest on our national debt. We're borrowing money to pay for the interest. But do you hear Donald Trump talking about spending? Do you hear him talking about the debt? No. And she doesn't understand why that's not a priority. We also were talking about this when you ran back in from the editorial board meeting uh, to jump on the microphone with me at about 930 about the string of losses uh, that Trump has his fingerprints on and he's helped hand Republicans over the last several years. It is why Donald Trump will not win. 
Because if you look at all of those demographics, going back to 2016, look at how it continues to fall. And look at the races it's bringing down with it. I mean, that's, that's the key is you have to bring those people in. Since he lost the races in Georgia, what has he done to bring any of those people in? Nothing. He lost in 2018. He lost in 2020. He lost in 2022. But look a couple of weeks ago. Republicans lost the vote on Israel. Republicans lost the vote on the border. The RNC chair lost her job. Donald Trump had his fingerprints on all of it. We're taking your phone calls. 575-TALK. Uh, 575-TALK. Mike in Salt Lake City. Mike, what do you think? I, I'm I'm troubled by our politics significantly. There's no doubt about it. I'm 60 years old. But um, it's not as simple as saying that uh, uh, the morality of the individual has to trump anything else, no pun intended. Uh, because if you love 70% of what one candidate does, you loathe 30%, but yet the other candidate uh, you you love uh, 30% and loathe 70%, and a lot of that is based on the morality. You have to choose the lesser of two evils. And, and this, this is where the difficulty lies, because it's not that simple. For example, um, I really, really liked uh, her, her very much until um, I started reading and studying and finding about uh, what she has done since her governorship and her ambassadorship. And then I start thinking, gosh, she's in bed with the Chinese. And this makes it extremely difficult uh, wait, wait, for me. You, you have to, okay, but you, you've got to be able to back that up, Mike. What do you mean by that? Yeah. When I say she's in bed with the Chinese, I'm talking that she has uh, been working uh, as a uh, um, lobbyist and in groups that lobby heavily in Washington for Chinese interests. And so when it comes down to it, I have to decide as a voter, what's a bigger deal to me? Well, China to me is by far the single biggest threat to our markets, to our economy, and to our defense. So I just look at it that way. And and um, so when it comes down to choosing uh, what she has, her, after what she has done since her ambassadorship and governorship, I'm going, man, I, I, I just don't agree with a significant amount of what she's been doing over the last uh, six or eight years. Well, thank you so much for joining us. So it sounds, uh, I mean, I, you really didn't get to this point, but it sounds like uh, maybe it doesn't matter what President Trump does, right, uh, in his personal life. Maybe it doesn't matter uh, that he owes uh, New York 450-some-odd million dollars in fines because of a, a trial that went nowhere near, uh, did not go near his way at all. I mean, he was so far off base with his defense, um, and he got caught, right? He got caught uh, engaging in significant amounts of what's been called fraud. Does it matter that what happened in 1996 to the woman that he was found liable for sexual abuse of. doesn't matter. Uh, it's just all about what. And to your claims that she's lobbying on behalf of, of, of Chinese firms, I, I'd have to fact check you on that because and maybe I'm hoping our team of reporters, our producers in the newsroom are doing that right now because 
Dave, have you heard anything like that? Yeah, this is this is a pretty common thing uh, coming against Nikki Haley. She's done some consulting work. Uh, she's worked for some defense contractors, uh, those that have donated to her campaign. Uh, there's been some connections that way that I've heard. What about with Trump? What are are there any connections there with his donations? Yeah, I mean every every single politician, you know, has something okay. that you could point to. Right there, there's no one that hasn't received a, a donation from somebody that you could make a connection to. Uh, I, I think ultimately, what what plays in Trump's favor is he spent four years as president. There's something very tangible about the results that we saw. Now it got derailed in the final year because of COVID. So I I almost remove a lot of that final year. Because, you know, the spending, the things that were happening uh, it was unprecedented. We were all trying to figure it out at, at that point. But for the first three years, there's no question that the, the economy was booming. There were things that your 401k was soaring. There were a lot of positives during those four years. And I think people look back on those four years, and there's a lot to like about the the result, what a lot of people are ignoring is how we got there and who got us there. And again, kind of holding the nose because it was Donald Trump. I think the elephant in the room, um, and I'm, I'm going to start talking about this more and more, is that she's a woman. I think, you think? I do. I think that she's, it's because she's a woman. And there's been a lot of research done on what's called the woman problem. They've labeled it the woman problem in politics. That's how we're viewed what our roles are in society, even in, in 2024. But at this point, you can't give me something so nuanced because it sounds like an excuse. It sounds like, oh, well, you know, I looked into this person's background and I found this little thing. When when she's running against a man who has just a whole host of legal problems and certainly is not at the level of integrity that we should expect of our leaders. But she addressed this and with the editorial board uh, at Broadcast House today, and Dave was sitting right there and said this about female president. I have said this, and I truly believe it. There will be a female president of the United States. It will either be me or it will be Kamala Harris. And if Donald Trump is the nominee, we can all welcome a President Kamala Harris. I don't buy the sexism angle at all. I, I think we've absolutely moved past that. Hillary Clinton was the nominee, didn't win. And we've we've seen that worldwide. Uh, whether it's Liz Truss uh, for for England, um, Angela Merkel in, in Germany, I, I think the world is more than comfortable with having a woman as, as their leader. I, I think ultimately Donald Trump is dynamic. He is polarizing. He's inspiring. All of those things all at once. And he is the unicorn. He came from nowhere. He wasn't a politician. He was a businessman. That plays in his, his favor. And... He's got momentum right now. There is a Pew Research study out. Um, it came out last fall. Most Americans, 65%, think voters are more likely to support a candidate if the candidate is a white man. That's from pre Pew Research. That's not just from me spewing that I think there's a woman problem here. There's a woman problem. Let's just admit it. We're not ready to have a female as president yet, but we're willing to settle. At least Republicans appear right now to be willing to settle on a man who has a whole bunch of 
problems with his morals.